I chose you from the world to go and bear fruit that will last, says the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The Lord Jesus appointed 72 disciples whom he sent ahead of him in pairs to every town and place he intended to visit. He said to them, the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. Go on your way. Behold, I am sending you like lambs among wolves. Carry no money bag, no sack, no sandals, and greet no one along the way. Into whatever house you enter, first say, Peace to this household. If a peaceful person lives there, your peace will rest on him. But if not, it will return to you. Stay in the same house, eat and drink whatever is offered to you, for the labor deserves his payment. Do not move about from one house to another. Whatever town you enter and they welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick in it and say to them, the kingdom of God is at hand for you. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So again, good afternoon. Last night I was, as I was sleeping, I had this dream, and in this dream I had were, there were all these people, um, and they were all, the Lord was like, Jesus was in the sky, like hovering above us, and, and all these people were just like falling down, um, worshiping him and adoring him, and what the Lord was showing me in this dream that I had is, these people, I could see that they were sold out for Christ. They were totally sold out for Christ. And it, it just helped me to realize this is what he wants for everyone. To, to come to the sobriety, you got to be sober. I mean, that not just from alcohol or drugs or whatever, but sober in the sense of being aware of your place on this earth right now and that you're here and that we are here, that we're all here and and we're here for a reason. Like it's not just a purposeless life that we live, but there's a meaning, there's a reason, there's a purpose why we're on earth. And God creates us with the freedom um, to, to, to use the gifts we've been given, our talents, our time, our treasures. And, and this time that we have on earth is not a long time. Some people have a short, some people have a little longer. Give or take, you know, a hundred years is nothing compared to eternity that lies before us. And it's so important, as I saw in this dream, these people were all like, some were like raising their hands to Jesus and just totally sold out, worshiping him. And others were falling on their face prostrate, just again, sold out, worshiping him. And what it really just again brought me back to mind is to ask myself the question, and maybe you could ask yourself the question, are you sold out for the Lord? Meaning, have you 
given all, like think of your time. Like the things we do with our time, like how are we using our time for him? How are we using our talents for him? How are we using our treasures for him? You know, again, and I think if I look at my life, you know, there's areas where I'm doing that more than others. And the Lord's challenging me, and I'm sure he's challenging you, right, is to really ask deep questions, like ask hard questions. Don't be afraid to confront reality. You know, ask the tough questions, you know, ask yourself, you know, you know, do I believe that that without Jesus, I won't be happy, that I that I can't be joyful without Christ? Like, do I really believe that my joy, my fulfillment, my my happiness, my my eternal destiny really depends on whether or not you or I accept him as Lord and Savior? Do we see Jesus as an option? Do we see Jesus as, if I have time, I'll give Jesus some time for prayer? Do we see scripture as, well, maybe I'll get to it, maybe I won't? Like, do we see confession or the sacraments or accepting Christ into our life as just, you know, a lackadaisical kind of approach to salvation? Because if Jesus is optional, then my life will reflect that. I'll just kind of go through my day and, you know, I love God. And, and his father, Mark, Mark, and I share, you know, the scripture never says that being a good person is what gets you to heaven. You could be the best person in the world. We could be great. We could do a lot of good things. But heaven is not earned by good things that I do. I don't think we understand that. Like, you can't get to heaven by just doing good things. That's not why, G if that was the fact, he would have never had to come into the world. Because there's a lot of good people doing good things. Good things don't get me to heaven, but accepting the solution to the problem is what gets me to heaven. Jesus is the answer. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He who comes to me will have eternal life. Right? So heaven is not earned by my good activities. Heaven is given to us as a gift when we allow the Father, Son, whom he sent for us, to be who he came to be for us. Jesus bridges the gap between earth and heaven. There's no amount of good deeds that we can do that can build that bridge from earth to heaven. Now, what am I saying? Am I saying good deeds we shouldn't do? No, what I'm saying is, when you let the Lord be whom he came to be for you, in a personal way, you've accepted Christ as Lord and Savior. Like in my dream, he was there, and these people were sold. They were like, you are my Lord. You are my Savior. They didn't have any sense of anything was more important than that. They, they saw him. They knew. They were aware. They were conscious like, this is it. This is why I exist. This is my purpose, to adore you, to worship you, to love you, to praise you, to glorify your name. Sold out totally in him. When you receive that gift that he is, whom he came to be for me, that I accept him as Lord and Savior, that only Jesus can forgive my sins. I can't do anything to, like I did all these bad things in my life, so I'm gonna do a bunch of good things. You can do a bunch of good things, but that still don't forgive my sin. We all have sin. Everyone in this church has sin. The wage of sin is death. It's clear as daylight. You can't go to heaven with sin. So how do we get rid of our sin? 
It's kind of like a terminal illness. If you knew there was somebody that had the healing to your terminal illness and you just said like, oh, maybe I'll make it to them, maybe I won't. Then you don't understand. You think there's other ways to get there. There's other ways for me to be healed from my cancer. Let's say there's someone we know that has the cure for cancer, but oh, you know, I'll maybe get over there, maybe I won't. But the thing is, is do we realize we're dying? Do we realize that time is short? Are we aware of these things? Have we made a decision? See, you don't become a disciple, just pop out as a disciple. You don't just become a disciple. Being a disciple is a choice. So you and I are presented with a choice. Do you want to be a disciple? Because no one's forcing anyone to be a disciple. You don't have to be a disciple. You can be baptized and not be a disciple of Jesus. You come to church every day and not be a disciple of Jesus. A disciple of Jesus is someone who sold out for him. Now, granted, it's a journey. Nobody's perfect at this. But the point is, you're at least aware and cognizant of the idea and reality that I'm on this earth for a reason. To follow him. So I can get from earth to the ultimate goal, which is heaven. Because we're all looking for happiness, whether you're a believer in Jesus or whether you're a Buddhist, you're a Muslim, you're an atheist, you're whatever you are, you can't say you're not looking for happiness. You're designed for happiness. We're designed for fulfillment. We're designed that way. But the thing is, is our world presents so many other options, so many other ways. We spend a lot of energy trying this way or that way or this way or that way, this way or that way. And the Lord's like, no, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And so I'd like you to think about this. Do you make the decision to be a disciple? You can't be a disciple until you've met him, encountered him. If you've met the Lord and you've encountered the Lord, now you're ready to make a decision. Do I want to be an intentional disciple, a missionary disciple? Or it might be I'm not ready for that. And there's nothing wrong with admitting I'm not ready to be sold out yet fully for the Lord. And then you tell him that. That's where you're at. Lord, I'm not really ready to give all that I am to you. I, I give some of my life, but I haven't given you everything yet. And Jesus isn't out to attack us and say, well, you're bad then. No, he's saying, well, let me help you along your journey to make that decision. So it's like we're all on a journey in being, living, and acting as his disciples. But I go back to that dream where, do you guys understand how blessed you are right now to be at Mass? Do you really understand how blessed you are? Like, think about this. Do, do we understand where we're at right now? Like, do you realize that you're here, hopefully with an attitude of heart, that I can't do what's about to happen on this altar. There's no, nothing you and I can do can bring about what's about to happen on this altar. That God's about to save you, save you, heal you, deliver you from fears, from lies, from doubts, ideas we have that are wrong. Do you know how good you are? Do you know how amazing you are that like, you realize God did this because you're good. He didn't do it because you're bad. He did it because you're good. And he doesn't want you living confused. He doesn't want us living in darkness. He wants us to know how good we are. 
and were so good that he was willing to give up his only son. Imagine giving up, imagine having a baby and, and offering that baby, knowing that baby would suffer and die. But you do it because you, you know that that baby's the only one that can get you and I to be with him forever in heaven. I don't think we sometimes like to preach a gospel that requires a decision. I think sometimes we preach a gospel where, well, this group's good, that group's good, everybody's good, everyone's great, everyone's loved, we all love God, everyone's just magically going to heaven. That's not the gospel. That's not what's preached in any of the scriptures. The scriptures require a decision. And I think sometimes we need to offer the opportunity to you, to all of us, to myself included, to make that decision. Not just once, but every day when I get out of my bed, I got to make a decision for him. And when I follow Jesus, it will cost me. People won't always support me. You know, I, I might not even always love myself like I need to love myself, but I'm still I'm making that decision. Lord, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to walk the walk, talk the talk. Help me, Lord. I'm, it's difficult. So I just want to encourage you. It says, Jesus appointed 72, whom he sent ahead of him in pairs. So Jesus appoints you. He calls you. He invites you. Nobody forced the 72 to go out. They made a decision. The Lord called them. He appointed them, and they just said, yeah, we're going. We're, we're for you, Lord. We're going out. So I just want to encourage you guys. Don't be afraid. He goes, I send you out like lambs among wolves. And then he goes on to say, take nothing with you. Did you ever think about that? Why does God say, he, just, he says, take no money, bag, no sack, no sandals. Today you might say, don't take your phone, don't take your purse, don't take your iPad, don't take anything you got. Just go with your heart in my presence. Because God's saying, I don't want you, when it gets tough, I don't want you running to your stuff. I want you to be with me and let me be with you. I can get you through this. Your iPad ain't gonna, your iPhone, your, your, your phone's not gonna get you through this struggle. I can get you through it. But we're so quick, right when the Lord wants to touch us, we're so quick to pull out our phone and start dialing in things. We're so quick to run to the mall. We're so quick to go to the shopping center. We're so quick to turn on the TV or run to the refrigerator. The Lord says, we start substituting God with our phone, our refrigerator, our cookies, our potato chips, our shopping, our entertainment. We, 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 we replace God. And God's like, he's like, just trust me. Come to me, not to your phone. You know, come to, come to me and I, I can help you. And then you experience him. But so often, right when God's about to give himself to us, we pull out our phone. And we block him. We run to the mall. We block him. So I just encourage you to think about these things. I think about in my own life, like, am I sold out for him? Like, am I truly sold out for him? And it's okay to say, yes, Lord, but not fully. I'm still not really fully 100%. So help me, Jesus. That's a prayer. That's a good place to pray from.